Hi, I'm Josh and welcome to the Wild Nature Photography Podcast, the podcast that talks the art and craft of nature photography. It is the 16th of January 2024, podcast number 89 of season four, and the topic of today's podcast is going to be a book review, or specifically it's going to be the book review of Vincent Munier's new book, Munier, that I have been talking a bit, bit about in the last couple of podcasts that I'm finally getting around to reviewing. Now, just before I get into, into the book review for the day, as I said, it is the 16th of January and I am leaving Australia in four days. So I'm flying out on Saturday the 20th for Canada via Doha, which means that I've just been really under the pump. So I've been doing my best to keep up to date with blog posts and podcasts as well, which has just meant that with the office work as well, I'm, I'm really, really busy. But that's good. It's good to be busy. The days are flying past really, really quickly at the moment for me. I am looking forward to getting back to Canada. I hope there's going to be some snowy owls around. It has been very quiet in the way of snowy owls in Ontario this year. I don't know why that is. I suspect it's got something to do with the warm weather. The snow has come now, though, so I'm hopeful that, as I had for the colder temperatures, but I am hopeful now that that means that there will be some snowy owl activity next week when myself and my group are there. Otherwise, it could be quite long days searching, and it is wildlife after all. You never know what's going to happen. It's a little bit like going on a whale safari. You might see a whale, you might not. There's never a guarantee with wildlife, but that's what makes it so exciting, too. You never know what might turn up. That in, the encounter I had last year in Finland is a great example where I was sitting waiting for eagle owl, ended up getting a fantastic encounter of a pygmy owl that turned up. So anyway, I'm looking forward to that very much. I probably won't do a full packing list for that trip simply because it's the usual equipment that I'm taking with me, the two R3s, 600 millimeter lens, 70 to 200 to 100 to 500. That's pretty much it and something short, probably a 1435. So I have still been toying with purchasing Canon's 10 to 20 but right at the moment things are a little bit tight for me so I'm going to let that one slide I may look at it again later this year we'll just see if I find a need for it there really isn't as I talked about in one of my earlier podcasts I really don't have that much need for a lens that wide I just don't really shoot that wide that often but it could be useful on occasion so we'll see for now it's still a pass but I am thinking about it so let's get into the topic of the day which is Vincent Munier's book Munier now if you're not familiar with Vincent Munier, you need to stop listening to this podcast, you need to go to his website, and you need to get familiar with his work. He is, in my mind, the finest wildlife photographer working today. I really love his work, I love his style. I actually own all of his books, which I have been collecting over the years. And if you don't own any of his books, and you're interested in getting into his books, his new one, Munier, is the one to get simply because it contains 320, I think it's 320 or it's even more than, three, yeah, 320 different photographs, many of which feature in his other books, but also included in this new book, Munier, is many other photographs that he has not yet shared or have not appeared anywhere else. So there is new work in this book, but there's also a lot of work from his other books. If you own his book, Arctic, for example, you'll recognize a lot of the work from, from there in this book too. But what's fantastic is there is work in here in his books that is out of print. So books such as Kamchatka, which has not been available for many years now and is incredibly expensive secondhand, somewhere around three to 400 euros if you can find a copy. Uh, I'm fortunate to own a copy of that. But the work from that book does feature in, in, in his retrospective, this new book, Munier. So I think this is the one to get. It's not inexpensive. 
at 85 euros and just the freight alone to get it to me here in Australia was about another 60 or 70 euros. So this is an expensive book, but it is a very sizable book. It's a very, very thick book. I mean, it would have to be close to three inches in thickness. And as I said, with 320 images in it, 320 photographs, it's a sizable book. It's about 40 by 40 by 30 centimeters. So again, it's big. It's, it's about as big as you want to sit with in your lap. And really, it deserves to be sitting on a table. It's the sort of, sort of coffee table book that would have, you know, pride of place in, in any house. It is a hardcover. The image on the front is, I think it is a black browed albatross. It's a close up of the eye. In fact, I'm almost certain that's what it is. One comment I have about Vincent Munier's books is I wish they were in English. All of them are in French, which I don't read French, so that makes things a little bit difficult. Now, having said that, he never includes a lot of text in his books. Many of the books of his have zero text. Often there's a very short introduction and then no text at all with the, that accompanies the photographs. So you don't really know where he shot it, how he shot it, what f-stop he used. There's no technical information usually uh, in his books at all. And this book is no exception. So it has uh, an introduction, but as I said, that introduction is in French. So I can't comment on the text. And it's, you know, it's a few pages. I think it's about three pages. And then you're into the photographs. Now, each photograph simply has a very small caption. Usually it's a title and where it was taken and what year it was taken. So that's nice information to have. And that's new for Vincent. He doesn't normally do that. But I really like seeing that. I like knowing where, where the photograph was taken. And it's nice to know when it was taken as well. I would have loved if there was an index at the back that said what camera equipment and shutter speed and f-stop and ISO were used. That would have been amazing, but it's not here. Let's just talk about layout. The layout of this book, all the images are presented with a white border, so it's constrained on the page. There's no full bleed images in this book, and that's how I like it. I like my images contained with a white border so that my eye doesn't run off the page. The paper itself is beautiful. It's a matte paper with a very soft surface stipple or texture, and it reminds me very, very much of, it's a little bit less texture than perhaps Somerset Museum rag, but it's a very similar white point. Uh, that's the paper by Moab that I love to print on. This is just beautiful art paper. It really, really is. And we'll come to the print quality in a moment, but the paper is luscious. I think that's the best word for it. It really is. To sit here and turn the pages in this book is a joy. It's a pleasure. I mean, this, this is a fine art photography book done properly. And the quality of that paper is so important. And the paper Vincent has chosen, I'm sorry, I don't know what it is. It doesn't actually tell me in the book, although the book was printed in France. Uh, I can't tell you what the paper stock is simply because it doesn't tell me. It does tell me, I'm just having a look now, it doesn't actually tell me where it was printed. Or oh, there is some information here, but again, it's in French, so it's not, it's not that much use to me, unfortunately. There is at the back of the book as well a little bit of a bibliography talking a little bit about his other books and his travels, where he has been. Again, it's in French, so I'm just going to sort of gloss over that stuff. Let's come to the print quality. So given this is a matte paper, it's worth saying that no matte paper has a D-Max that's going to equal a gloss or a luster paper. It just simply doesn't work that way. Gloss and luster papers have much deeper and richer blacks, but they have a very plasticky feel to them, especially if they're a resin-coated paper. 
and they certainly lack a fine art feel. That's why I like to print on, on matte fine art paper, and that's why Vincent is printing his books on fine art matte paper as well. So it doesn't matter that the blacks are perhaps not as black as they might have been if he had printed this on a gloss or a luster paper because the feeling of the book would change and because we're not making direct comparisons page to page between gloss and matte. So it's totally okay that it's printed on a matte paper, especially one as beautiful as this. Having said that, the print quality for a matte paper in a fine art photography book is just sublime. It is absolutely outstanding. Now, I'm fortunate to own two Actually, two, I think it's three of Vincent. It is three. Three of Vincent Munier's fine art prints. One he gifted me when he came to Svalbard with me some years ago of a snowy owl. And then another one I purchased from him of a palace cat. And a third one I have from him from Ellesmere Island of the pack of white wolves. All of those prints are beautifully printed. They're superb. And the quality of the print in, in this book is equal to the fine art inkjet prints. It's so close in quality as to be indistinguishable, in my opinion. If I'm looking at the photograph here of the palace cat that I own the print of, and I can actually hold it up next to the print, they are basically identical. So the, the quality of the print in this book is just as good as you could hope for. It is superb. Is it reference standard? Yes, it is absolutely reference standard for a matte paper. My gold reference book has always been the Apa Gold book that I've talked about uh, many times as being the finest print quality I've seen. That was done on the Canon Dream Labo system, and that is printed on a semi-gloss paper, so it has deeper, richer blacks. This book is not printed with the Canon Dream Labo. I don't know what it was printed on. It was probably done offset. But it's been superbly done because the quality of the print of the of the prints is just magnificent. I can't really wax lyrical enough about the print quality in this book. The the print quality in combination with that paper stock that Vincent has chosen is just perfect. It brings out all the subtle tonalities in his photographs, and all of his work has a very desaturated look to it. You won't find eye popping color in any of his photographs. They're quite often very desaturated. It's very down, what I call very down photography, meaning that it's not, it doesn't explode off the page. You have to get absorbed into it. And it's perhaps, I think, a much nicer approach than slamming an image with saturation. It just doesn't, many images just don't need it. And this sort of treatment works extremely well for Vincent and his style of work. Now, the book is section sewn, so it's put together very, very nicely. It didn't come with a slipcase. I, I would have loved it if it came with a slipcase, and I would have loved if there was a collector's edition of this book available as well. Who knows in the future if he does one? If he does, I'll certainly order it, because I do own his collector's edition of Arctic, and it came with a small print, and it was well worth the investment. It wasn't cheap. If memory serves, it was around 400 euro. So again, quite expensive, but his books do sell out, they do go out of print, and they do become incredibly hard to find and expensive. So I wouldn't wait around too long if you're thinking of ordering this book, and you definitely should be ordering this book if you're listening to this podcast, because it means you are interested in nature photography and wildlife photography, and this book is a must-own. I think every nature photographer should own a copy of this book in their library, simply because it is such a great reference. It is such a great source of inspiration. There's so much creativity in this book that, and so much you can take away from it for your own photography. I have spent many hours with this book already, absorbing the photographs. Because it's got 320 images in it, it's really too many photographs to absorb in one sitting. You really need, it needs multiple sittings with this book to really get the best out of it. But it's well worth your time to sit down and spend some time leafing through the images, enjoying the photographs, 
the color palette in them, the way the blues have been handled, the way the blacks are handled, the whites are handled, that little surface texture that's in the paper that just comes through with, just helps to give the right sort of texture to the, and tonalities to the snow. It's just beautifully done. This is executed by a master and it shows, again, I don't want to wax lyrical too much about this book because I think the book speaks for itself. There really isn't much more to be said once you see this this book. And it is, as I said, it is a bit of a tomb because it's big. It's not particularly heavy though, which surprised me when I picked it up the first time. It's for its size and it weighs not too much. It's it's not too heavy. So I think that probably wraps up my thoughts on, on this book. There are many, many photographs in here that I could spend a long time talking about, but the purpose of this book review is not to sort of discuss the individual images, but to you know, review the book, talk about the book, the paper quality, the print quality, my thoughts on it. But I did very, very much enjoy the new images that are included in this book that I had never seen before. Just by way of example, the image on page 247, if if you own this book and you want to follow along, of three deer in the lake with a soft mist rising, the image is actually spread across two pages, is just superb. I had not seen this photograph before. I don't believe it's in any of his other books, but it's a great example of the quality of his work that you know he hadn't shared to date. And there are many other images like that. Almost all of the images are wildlife. Vincent is primarily a wildlife photographer after all, but there are a few landscape images in here as well that is that sort of help to break up the book a little bit. But the, as I said, Every single image is a work of art in this book, and every single one could be a print to hang on a wall. The print quality is just is just that good. My only criticism of this book, and it's the same for all of Vincent's books, is I wish the text was in English or that there was an English option, simply because I don't read French, and I'd love to be able to read this and know what it was that he said. Perhaps I'll have to sit there and do that with Google Translate through my phone one day or through the iPad or something like that, because it would be nice to actually be able to read that and understand a little bit about what he, what the introductions are in this book. So I think that's it for Vincent Munier's masterpiece, and it is a masterpiece. I don't use that word lightly. His retrospective Munier, you should run to the web store to buy this. Don't walk. I think you'll be very, very sorry if you miss out on this one. It's just superb. It gets my highest recommendations. If I could give it more than five stars, I would. And I think that says it all for for this book. So that's it for today. I'm Josh. It has been the 16th of January, 2024, podcast number 89. I look forward to seeing you out in the field. Take care.